What's up, everybody? I have a quick piece of news I want to let you all know about before we dive into this week's episode. Hopefully by now you've heard or seen something from me about Go Hunt Maps and how wildly impressed I've been since they came out last year. Actually, I've used only Go Hunt in the field for at least the last six months. Uh, they're just my new go-to. So if you're already a Go Hunt insider, you have access to the maps. And if you haven't tried them yet, I don't know what you're waiting for. But if you're not, Go Hunt just came out with their Explorer membership, which pulls out the draw odds and the unit breakdowns that insiders have. But it gives you maps for all 50 states, complete with all the private, public, roadless layers, whatever you want in your maps, they have it. It also gives you access to their gear shop, which has honestly become the first place I go looking when I'm in the market for a new piece of gear. If you're listening to this episode the week it's coming out, you can still jump in on an insane promotion that GoHunt is running between now and Memorial Day of 2022. Right now, you can sign up for an Explorer membership for $50 for the year, and they'll give you 50 bucks in credit to their gear shop. So essentially, if there's any piece of gear you've been shopping for, you can use this deal to buy it from the GoHunt shop and essentially get to check out their maps for free. I'm pretty confident that once you start playing around with Go Hunt Maps, you'll realize you've now found your new go-to mapping system. So head to the link in the show notes and use the code LATE50, that's LATE50, to get your 50 bucks in free gear. Now let's get to this week's hunting story. Welcome to Hunting Stories, brought to you by Late to the Game Outdoors. Everyone loves a good story, and hunters have some of the best. Our whole mission is to collect and share great stories from hunters just like you to entertain and keep you motivated all year long. So, pull up a seat around the campfire, because here we go. Today on the podcast, I have Bailey Williams from Texas talking about some of his wild adventures hunting giant whitetail bucks and hogs the size of trophy bears in the Lone Star State. Bailey brings a ton of energy and excitement for hunting while also paying homage to his recently deceased father who introduced him to the lifestyle in the first place. He's a great young man and I really enjoyed talking with him. I will say we had a few internet connection issues that you'll hear and and I did my best to clean some of that up and keep the conversation flowing, but but just bear with me a bit during the choppy parts because there are some fun stories in here that are absolutely worth it. Bailey, hey, how's it going, man? Okay. <laughs> good. Awesome. Uh, it's going pretty good. Excited <laughs> to be here. <laughs> oh, dude, thanks for jumping on and uh, working with uh, my crazy schedule. I'm glad we got this uh, finally figured out. It is a, it is a pleasure. Um, yeah. Dude, so so tell us a little bit of just... I mean, you have some pretty amazing Texas adventures out there. So, uh, so I, I want to oh, hear about this definitely. buck, this pig, there's these these massive massive critters you got. So, uh, so just just take it away. We'll see where it goes. Um, just leading up to this, my dad shot the first deer in Navarro County where I live, unofficially. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he shot with a twenty-two at night, ten shots. <laughs> wow. Okay. So that was the first deer ever killed, ever killed here. It was an outlaw and a half. So I held a gun at five years old. Never killed nothing until I think I was eight, and that was a doe. Okay. And then my set my buck, and then I killed a buck, took eight shots, one in the goobers. I was like, Dad, he jumped funny. He was like, oh, and I was in crutches because I had an ingrown heel. My oh, okay. body was moving too fast. And they're like, you can't go any farther. I was like, 
10, no, I was in fifth grade. I was like, I killed that buck. I am finding him. I, I killed him. I'm going to find him. I don't care if y'all have to carry me. I am <laughs> finding him blood trailing this deer. I was like, you can't do it. I was like, worst thing you can say to him, like, tell yourself that I am finding this deer. We trailed him 800 yards to a beer distillery. They're <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, this deer's been here since lunch. <laughs> Did, was he dead was over like, there? Yeah, he was dead finally. I was like, yeah, I got him. My dad was just sitting there. I had a 243. Just this whole adventure just made me laugh. I kind of <laughs> fell with deer hunting through my dad. So, so the year I finally took deer hunting seriously. Awesome. I finally took it seriously when I was 18. Me and my dad was like, you know, dad. I want to kill a swamp donkey. He was like, you got that? I showed you the one on the wall. Yeah. And I was like, I want one like that. He was like, let's do it. I was like, let's go. So we start deer hunting. I got, I have 132 split G2 from when I was 17. And after that, I was like, I want to kill a big deer. I've been shooting small deer all my life. It's fun, but I want to challenge, you know, the big yeah. deer are challenging they're super and smart they're so much fun <laughs> yeah they're super smart that's like the whole point of it when you finally kill them you're like all the work you've been doing for the past years has finally paid off unless you're just extremely lucky and you get it on the first year kudos to you man <laughs> which is what I, I just i just had a guy on the podcast that was his story like first day ever hunting <laughs> killed I this think big I buck. read that yeah that 200 incher oh uh, yeah podcast? i forget what he scored but he was it was a a, a deer think, out of kentucky uh, Tego's dad, his first day uh, yeah yeah i know that podcast i was listening to like you are lucky <laughs> yeah so yeah lucky man but i just sit there i was trying new things and my grandpa i was putting corn acorn in it was all right but he said deers love apples i have this buddy that that'll hand feed the apple to the deer I was like, apples? He's like, yeah. I was like, you don't deer hunt much. So I was like, apples. He's like, yeah. I was like, okay. Cool. Cool, Papa. I was like, he is so full of it. Well, the camera, I started thinking about it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it. I don't like to try So I put a salt lick down there. They were biting the salt lick. I was like, I was like, I'm on to something here. They were going to the salt lake more than they were going to the just to the crushed acorns and stuff. So I got the, so I finally got the bat, put it in there. They loved it. They were going to the corn rather than to the oats and stuff. To the oats, winter peas, we we had all of that. Wow. Okay. They were going to that other than the oats first. I was like, <laughs> this is cool. So I was like. <laughs> That's not going to work. I was like, I'm down to trying new things at this point to get more and bigger deer in, you know? I was like, yeah. something's got to change. So I had a 180-inch deer, three inches of mass at the end of the circle. The smartest deer, I probably one of the smartest deer I've ever came across. He was so smart that he would bet down at, the, at her corn and wait for Doe to come by to chase him. <laughs> Oh wow! You ever seen that happen? <laughs> no. You ever heard of anything like that? No, he that's nuts. Like that a day, all night like that. I was like, Dad, Dad, come here and look at the picture. He was, you'll never guess. He was like, this deer bedded down, waiting, sweating for deer to, to come. No, I was like, look. He was like, 
I was like, you ever seen that happen? Well, no. So all the all the year that year, a split G2, 140 inch deer, she at least no older than two years old, just like the deer that I killed this year, that big, that tall, but not okay. as massive. And I was like, this deer's gonna be a hoss. He didn't show up back up. I was like, he probably got poached because we deal with a lot of poachers down where I hunt. Which, where you dare hunt on farmland, you know everyone. I know everyone that hunts there, basically. So when someone shoots something or sees something, like, did you see this? Yeah, I saw this kind of thing. It's real fan-friendly. Until you see that like, big buck, and then you're like, <laughs> nope, I'm not showing you this. <laughs> uh, yeah, deer, keep that one to yourself. Three years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you don't want them to know that that's going around. Yeah. So, I finally get a picture of him. And I'm like, holy crap. And I saw him very few in the daytime out of the three years. I missed five years, five hunts, five to seven hunts out of the three years. I spent a lot of time in the stand. I pulled at least oh, seven days hunt of 14-hour hunts from 4.30 to 9 o'clock at night. Wow. <laughs> that, that's a that's dedication right there. Oh, I was dedicated. When you have a 190th deer in that field, when you have a thousand yard plus shots, you get dedicated as the day is long. My dad's like, that is stupid. You call stupid, I call dedication. So when I was deer hunting that deer for three years, this was the first year he had not shown up. No, the second year he had not shown up. Okay. And I was like, he's gone. He probably got poached i was like well at least i went in a battle with this deer and i learned a lot from that i was like i learned a lot i didn't come up with a buck but i win in some aspect of knowing what to do in those situations of switching things up and doing what i could to try to get the buck it didn't work out but i was like you know you hang your head down a little bit i was like eh you did everything in your possible mind that you could think of walking with a 10 pound gun, <laughs> a heavy gun, you know, a sniper gun, a sniper rifle. That's what I was hunting with. Oh yeah. I mean, they weigh you a know, lot. A heavy, <laughs> they weigh a lot. I was walking with that, with all my equipment, a jacket, probably an extra 10, 15 pounds of equipment a mile into my stand Yeah. through, through, through a plowed field. Oh geez. Okay. Yeah, that's no fun. <laughs> I mean, nothing against what y'all do walking eight miles, but try walking through that much. Yeah. In a plow field. No. With the 10 pound gun. So that's a different world. Yeah. <laughs> it's a different world. And it is the most brutal thing you can do. You're, and I have a thermal, so I'm holding the gun in one hand and the thermal in the other with a backpack on, just no lights because I don't want that deer to see me. Sure. So I get there, I'm quiet, nothing's, I get into stand at like 4.30. I get there extra early, that way nothing's up. But that deer, deer still knows when I arrive, because when I arrive, like that day I sent in the 14 hours, he arrived there and I was like, come on, let's go. I'm like, no, I'm staying here. He walked out, he's got to walk out. I was like, that's stupid, but he got a point. He's got to walk back out. I was like, yeah, he does. <laughs> he walked back out about... It was still shooting time, but it's still too dark. It was too dark to see him. Oh, yeah. I had a thermal with me. <laughs> I regret not taking the shot. 
<laughs> it was. It would have been a coward's layup, but I could have a hundred and nine-inch deer on my wall. <laughs> are you uh, Are you allowed to shoot deer at night out there? Well, it was still shooting hours. That's the oh, thing. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. It was I still see. shooting. No, I mean, you can shoot deer at night as long as the game warden don't find out. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I get you now. If the game warden finds out, if the game warden finds out, you're screwed. And yeah. if you see 100, 100, 200 deer at night, and you have a thermal with you, can you know there's no game wardens in mound? You'd be stupid not to. Okay. Kind of thing. Like, you're, you'd be you... crazy not to take the shot. Like, if I was in that situation, honestly, I would drive off as soon as I saw him because me and my blood and my dad, where I come from, you'd probably shoot it. <laughs> you, just... you wouldn't tell no one. You'd say, hey, take the pictures in the daytime. It's like, I shot it. <laughs> yeah, thing. The temptation would be too strong. <laughs> oh, it was. And there's that kind of a deer running all over. All over. And that's hard not to. Yeah. When you see a deer like that at night. You're like, you're an outlaw side kind of comes out. And you're like, <laughs> you try not to look. Which <laughs> yeah. I, I've had that with boys, my boys and my boys. You're like, why'd you drive off? I like because me, if I looked any longer, that deer would be dead. They looked at me and laughed like, you think I'm kidding. And it was a deer, like I showed you a picture of my deer this year, bigger than that, really. Just a monster deer. And we had the headlights on them. And like, I got to drive off. I'm like, why? This deer will be dead in a few minutes if I do not drive off. They're like, Bailey, I'm like, I'm being honest, man. This is a huge buck and there's no girl to game with you. <laughs> or as far as you know that's the, it's the yeah, time when you, you take the chance and, and one surprises yeah. you <laughs> yes and you're like i didn't shoot that down my buddy <laughs> you just pass the blame yeah uh dude okay so this so, this deer you're after like that but sorry i got i totally got sidetracked yeah. in the infrared yeah. discussion <laughs> yes i've been doing that for a long time but so that year pops up my dad died of COVID. I watched them die. Oh. I discovered I had PTSD, severe PTSD. So I told my buddy, I'm not going to deer hunt this year. It's too painful because me and my dad deer hunted together from when I was old enough to even get to a blind. He yeah. had this thing called a preview because I'm ADD as hell. Like I was <laughs> like, ooh, look, squirrel kind of thing. Like, boom, I'm talking and everything. <laughs> as people can tell on this podcast, I love to talk. <laughs> so. As a kid, he said, like, you want a preview? A preview of what? Whack, going to the, to the face. That's a preview. <laughs> Got many thousands of them as a kid. I would love to get one more now that he's dead. Because <laughs> oh, I yeah. just look off and me and my brother just laugh. Like, what about the previews? We just laugh. <laughs> Got a many of them. And me and my dad, deer hunter, from when I was eight to when I was 22. I mean... That was just our thing was going into the woods deer hunting. So I was like, I'm not going to deer hunt. Too painful. Like, yeah. dude, what would your dad say? He'd get my butt. He wouldn't be the reason, want to be the reason behind this whole thing. And I was like, so I thought about it and thought about it for days. Deer hunting came around, got my license. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to rip off the band aid. Went there, man. And it was like, I was with my dad all over again. It was peaceful. Weight was already coming up. I was like, oh, thanks, Dad. Taking care, man. You know, I can't do this on myself because I never planted, planted um, 
not the day of my life. So I was like, I've never <laughs> done food plots before. So I was like, thank you. <laughs> so this, so we have the three hundred acres. There's this little, probably eight hundred acres or so, hundred acres or so of land there, and there's this little triangle, probably twenty acres there, and it is at least coming up one three weeks wheat everywhere. I haven't seen a deer. My camera is messing up. I think well, I have it too close, so I move it back with a stake nothing's going on you know i'm like this ain't good yeah my camera's not working i'm having 20 dough and a few bucks roaming around this is not how you want to start off your deer season like this is not an successful deer hunt kind of scenario <laughs> that deer came around and he wasn't in position with the camera 140 inches so i was like i'm coming back tomorrow when you're in a drought as long as i've been in you're just like I want that 140-inch deer. It's not a bad deer. So the next day comes around. I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling confident, man. I'm like, he's coming back out. He's got to. So I walk 200 yards off, back 200 meters in the middle. So I walk 200 yards, and I'm having scope issues. I have a 7 mag with edge, with the Vortex Razor Tactical Gen 2, a $5,000 scope. Yeah. And I don't know how to... I'm twisting it, and I remember you got to push it up somehow. Well, it's not pushing up. I'm going back into the to the gun, getting tools, trying to figure out how to get this thing open. Well, five o'clock hit. I'm there about three o'clock. I've been this one thing, this thing for two hours, getting frustrated. Like, how am I going to kill a deer when I can't figure out how to work this gun? <laughs> so five o'clock hits right then, and nothing's coming out. And five o'clock hits where I'm where I did hunt. I have fifteen. I have like ten dough, ten to twenty dough, and two or three little bucks roaming around. I'm like, this is good. Like, I have part of the frozen going in. I felt good this year that I was going to kill something big because I had the honeys when rut came around. So they go in the rut like the first week or two of November. Okay. <laughs> super, super early. Yeah. Well, they, well, this year they were starting to go in the rut. So they were going in the rut the first week of November. I was like, crap, another year of this again. This thing going to be good. So that day of the hunt, all the other deer finally came in the rut. I'm like, yes, finally. Like, <laughs> literally, the first actual day of rut hit when I shot this deer. Okay. I'm called Kits. Man, <laughs> I got super lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So five o'clock hits, there's nothing. About five fifteen, five thirty hits. Two deer, eight hundred yards away. I'm like, at least I'm seeing two deer because I have a little prayer. I pray for God to give me for my sins and just to pray to see deer. Give me a doe or two, you know. Yes. I don't only see something every day from that prayer. I just <laughs> prayed it ever since I was sixteen, and that's like. When we didn't see deer or die hunting, he's like, you know why I didn't see deer? I'm like, why? You didn't do your prayer today. I looked at him and smiled. I was like, I didn't do it, didn't I? And I did the next time we see deer. So I was like, call me superstitious if you want. But my dad was like, you didn't pray today. We didn't see deer. It's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't do your prayer today. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> the deer walked 200 yards back out. They make a left. 
they disappear into the fence. Then about 30 minutes later, it's about six o'clock, they're walking out. And then two more deer where they came from, where I have my hay bale lined up, which I don't hunt no more. After the 190th deer that spotted me, I'm like, I'll take seeing in the morning, in the afternoon of getting the sun in my arms and making a difficult hunt. I can wait till 6.30 when the sun's dropped down and wait, but the deer obviously know that I hunt there, so kind of a bust at that point, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's like, you can't hunt there anymore. You're just hurting yourself more than anything. So that's why I hunt out of my truck now. <laughs> just, they don't see me. They don't really know I'm there. Kind of redneck, I know, but hey, it works. No, it, whatever hey, works, man. If you don't, yeah. I know what's an approach. But so, uh, that day, I was like, I don't know why, but something inside me is like, you need to hunt closer. I'm glad I did. Knowing this, yeah, obviously. I'm like, honestly, that paid off. And I have these cattails that are like 10, 15 foot up in the air. And you know the, the saying, people that they're hunting. When you're in thick trees and you can see antlers, you might want to get your bow or gun ready because you can't see a small buck in thick brush. It's okay. just going to be impossible. Yeah. That's a little tip. <laughs> That's a little tip for the listeners. When you're in thick, a uh, thick area and you see antlers, you might want to get prepared. That's, you know something <laughs> big's on its way. Yeah. Especially when the deer turn and run the other direction and they're all fish. Something big and something alpha is coming in. <laughs> and if they're all skittish, even even if the bucks are skittish and they're decent bucks and they're skittish, you might want to draw back on that bow and get prepared. <laughs> okay. Because yeah. a big deer is coming on its way if you can see it. You just want to get prepared. So yeah. a little tip for people. And that's what my dad told me. I was like, really? He's like, yeah. So all I see is this deer walking through i'm like dang that's gotta be a big deer that's gotta be that buck well, i guess the end i see antlers i'm like oh that has to be the buck he walks out i'm like holy crap it's not the buck it's something a whole lot bigger i'm like <laughs> how lucky could a guy get you see 140 in one day and then you see 160 in the other you're like <laughs> wow <laughs> you're like wow what are the odds that's a good oh, season that's right. <laughs> Oh, that is an amazing season from seeing nothing to seeing that. Yeah. Even the season for the three weeks, I haven't seen anything like that either. It's just like, yes. So he walks out, and I'm just watching this dude, just shocking, just in shock and awe at this size. And this deer, the antlers, was 21 inches wide. Just massively wide, and that's all I'm looking at was just like dead on staring. I was like, "Holy crap!" And the deer, the other deer, wasn't faced by it either. Weirdly, they like they were just all eating in that wheat field together. It's like food time. Yeah, it was really weird to me. You get 160 inch deer, and those folks aren't skittish at all. I was like, they gotta be amigos or something. <laughs> yeah, they have some understanding <laughs> out there. <laughs> out there, something. So I'm just, so this there finally, he's at a 45 angle. And I'm just like, you can shoot 45 if you want to, 
But for me, and the way my luck has been, I'm just sitting there it's like, Bailey Williams, you are not taking that shot. You are not taking that. If you take that shot, you are going to butcher this whole thing. Do not, do not take that shot. So 15 minutes of that. He finally turns broadside. I'm like, Are you a new hunter or even a guy with some miles under his boots who's still just trying to figure it out? I get it. I've been there. I'm an adult onset hunter who spent the last 15 years learning how to hunt. And so I wrote the book, How to Hunt, A Total Beginner's Guide to Hunting Big Game, as the resource I wish existed all those years ago when I first started. Whether you're planning to chase elk with your bow in the west or you're hunting whitetails back east, this book will take you from knowing absolutely nothing to your first harvest. It's packed with hunting stories and plenty of those times where I royally screwed up so you can learn from my mistakes and feel better that you're not the only one. You'll leave with a sound strategy for hunting big game and have plenty of laughs along the way. Grab a copy today at latetothegameoutdoors.com slash howtohuntbook. Put that gun on. Get there. I'm jumping 90 nothing. That scope's going 90 to nothing, man. I'm like, calm down. You ain't that big. I know I'm lying, but it made me feel better. <laughs> so I finally get steady. I'm like, get steady. Pull the trigger. Boom. He runs off. I'm like, crap. Seven mag for people that are listening. I shoot a seven mag. SDW, a big gun, and it ran off. I'm like, crap. I missed it, you know? Yeah. Well, it runs 15 yards out. I'm like, it does this way. I'm like, it's doing this way. Baby. This is awesome. I hit it. I really <laughs> hit it. So I start pre-celebrating and I'm like, oh, wait. It's sitting there and doing the sways. I'm sitting there 10 seconds. You know, normally it's swaying. It's going to go down pretty soon, you know? Yeah. When it's just sitting there and swaying real bad, it didn't go down. I'm like, crap, I must have wounded it. Yeah. I must have just nicked the harder lungs and it's wounded. So... I have my um by my bipods up in there, my guns aside, and I have my bipods as tight as I can get them to. People say, Oh, maybe they didn't have bipods aside. I had them tight as I could get them. <laughs> and they decide to fall four foot down to go first. Oh, I'm like, what gosh. crap? What luck do I have of that happening? A hundred the base. The second biggest thing I've ever seen in my life, and this happens. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, crap. What else? So I'm like, you know what? Screw it. What's the worst that can happen? Miss it. Yeah. Why don't you get lucky and hit it and kill it? And I was like, we're going with the get lucky and hit it. It's a big <laughs> deal. I'm not taking a chance of trying to blood trail this thing at night and not finding blood and him getting away. I'm like. I've heard too many stories of my dad telling that story. So pull the trigger again and he falls down. Well, little did I know I placed them less than an inch apart from each other in the heart. Pretty proud of that because <laughs> the just... I'm like, my man. Like, <laughs> you surprised me. I like I surprised myself. I'm like, well, how lucky did I get on that scenario? Man. That's awesome. So you, uh, so I kill him. Yeah. Deer and he finally goes down drops. Like in the videos, he goes down and veils butt first and his antlers kind of just go. <laughs> and if you were in the airplane, you were thinking, what in the hell 
is wrong with this kid. And then you look at the book and you're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> he's getting a big boat. My <laughs> hands are going out the way I'm cutting. I'm hooping. I'm hard. The only way to possibly describe it is it's like the Luke Bryan video. Did I get him? Did I get him? That's the only way I could describe it. I wish I would have had a video camera with me. Just because that end of the hunt, I probably would have gone YouTube famous from it just because it was so <laughs> funny of me hooping and hollering. So the story, another deer hunting story, my dad's deer hunting on, there's this deer that popped out top two, 180-inch deer without the, without the reductions on it. Okay. Well, he shoots them. This is a story for a very valuable lesson to people. Make sure the animal's dead before you go there. Like, you might want to put you might want to wait a good hour. That hour rule is in there for a reason from this story. Well, he's in there. He's on top of the deer holding up his antlers. Well, the deer wasn't dead. Well, he's already, he's holding up the antlers and the deer's alive. He's straddling the deer. Oh my gosh. He is now like riding the deer like a, <laughs> like a bull, like he would a bull. A knife in one hand. Stabbing the deer. This is no lie. Like <laughs> I could get my mom right now to vouch this story. Stabbing the deer. The antlers are going back, trying to hit him, and my dad is just knifing this deer away, just hanging on for dear life, trying to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> this is probably the craziest story that will be on the podcast. Yeah, that's insane. On deer hunting. <laughs> I, I assume he eventually, the deer died. <laughs> the deer died and somehow my dad came unharmed. And uh, now to the pig story. Yes, Man, this pig is humongous. Yes, he is about 450, 400 pounds. When we killed him, we, so me and my buddy, I don't know if he shot or I shot it. The pig goes down. We find it. We're like, oh my God. Biggest pig I've ever seen in my entire life. I've seen some pretty big pigs. When you see pigs that are 400 pounds, you swear they look like bears in the thermal. I mean, they're just massive. And also, bobcats at night look like a baby cub at night. It freaked me out once. Freaked me out because they had the little nub on the, you know, the little nub at the end. Oh, they yeah. Had little round ears. Like, a, like, dude, those are bobcats. Dude, that looks like a baby cub. I swear I'm not tripping. That <laughs> looks like a cub. <laughs> it tripped me out really bad. I was like, there should be no baby cubs in, in <laughs> Dallas, Texas. <laughs> I was just like, dude, those are bobcats. I saw them when we got here. I was like, okay, good. I thought we were. <laughs> so, yeah, we go to this pig. Like, good. So, I've had some stories of pigs pushing me. <laughs> oh, there's this one. When we first got the thermal, and I pulled the trigger, my gun dies, my gun jammed. Oh, am I right? My dad has a. The green, the green, the green light, and he's firing away. I don't know if we're killing anything. I still don't know if we did or not. I think we killed a few, but I'm sitting there screaming at my dad, shoot to the left, pig is charging me, constantly over and over. 
I'm sitting there thinking, great, I'm going to die because we're like 150 yards to this pit. And it is great squealing and growling at me, this 300-pound pig, monster <laughs> pig. Just dead weight and thermal, just looking at it. So I finally get this gun and Jim put one in it, wreck the gun. By the time I pull the trigger, she is probably 10 yards from me in closing. Oh, I pull dang. the trigger. She runs slightly left. I'm like, oh, there is a God. I'm <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> like, it was so close. I could have slapped it and rode this thing. Man. My dad's like, what? I looked at my dad and like, what the hell was that, man? I could have died. Like, you could have not. I'm like, dad, that pig was right there, just a few yards from me at the end. I was yelling at you. Like, oh, I didn't hear you. I was focused on shooting the pig. Like, yeah, what help you were? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I'm like, wow, my father can't even hear his own son crying for help. (laughs) <laughs> well you know and guns are going like, off it's hard so i had a yeah i had a girlfriend at the time and i was like well i almost that and i was like oh my god what how so i told her story she starts laughing hysterically i'm like this is not funny like, <laughs> like i know it's not funny but the situation is hilarious and it was hilarious looking back so the <laughs> second time i'm about 18 we have the death my dad's a bourbon lifted lifting and everything and we're shooting, and I didn't know my gun was off, which is really scary. I'd rather have a gun jammed than your gun is off when a pig is charging you, because there's nothing you can do about that. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's nothing you can do to save your world when a pig is charging you. So I'm shooting. They're 100, 200 yards away. Boom, miss. Boom, miss. I'm like, crap. My dad's watching me, and I know he's laughing. Well, they go in front of the truck. Gunshots halt. They move to the left, gunshots start back up. Well, then they make their way straight to me in a full sprint. I am like, holy crap. So I start shooting a little faster. I start getting a little bit more scared. Well, they they get about 100 yards from me. (laughs) (laughs) And I start shooting a little faster. I put another, I think I had 20 round magazines. At this point, I had 10 magazine, ten rounds left. Well, she gets about 50 yards from me, and I gave everything I got to the head, thinking at least one of them's got to hit the head. <laughs> Nothing. At this point, I'm like, crap, my gun is off. I dropped the gun, I'm like, no bullets, and the gun's off. What more could it do? Like, it's useless to me now. So I pick up these stand-off to like shooting six. I'm like, whoa, you idiot. What is this going to do? If I could tell me, then I'm going down with a fight. <laughs> Safe to say now, I have a big pig sticker that's double-bladed. You do about <laughs> three or four of them pigs charging you, and you're going to get an extra set of protection on you. Yeah, I'm sure. Sometimes, sometimes guns fail, and you need a little extra. Which yeah. I've done running dogs at night and stuff, and it's Different, it's a little sketchier, and um, I'm a hog hunting outfitters. I love hog hunting. It's there's nothing more more fun in the world when you get someone that's never shot a hog from 50 yards stalking it like like you do, like you stalk it, like yeah. y'all, like you do in your stories, like bow hunting an elk. Yes, that's how we're kind of stalking it. But that's no cool. lights at night, <laughs> at night, and they get that first experience, and they're like. 
holy crap, this is amazing. I didn't know this was what we're going to be doing. I'm like, yeah, it's hard, ain't it? They're like, yeah, Yeah. it is. Yeah. And they're like, this is so fun. We got to come back and do this. And everyone gets hooked on it. And it's just like, I've got addicted to seeing people do their first, their first pick kills. (laughs) Uh, Man, killer stories. But uh, so like, where can... Where can guys find you, follow you? You said you do some outfitting stuff. Like, what What do you yeah, want to point people to? Me on uh, Instagram now. My Instagram is load, uh, like, from back when I was a kid. So there are a few Women Crush Wednesdays on there from when <laughs> I was a kid. I was a kid, so give me a break. Yeah, we won't and judge. <laughs> post sunset pictures and other stuff like that. But I do post pictures that I kill. Awesome. Not all the time, but it's a little bit of everything. But you can follow me at Farmland Insanity. Farmland Insanity. I love that. Awesome. And I'll, uh, I'll because link. Because I hunt farmland and things <laughs> insane and some pretty things are insane. Insane things can happen along the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's, uh, and I'll, I'll definitely, uh, I'll put links in the, in the show notes so people can find you all easy. Right. And, uh, uh, man, dude, I appreciate you jumping on and, uh, yeah, and sharing just, just the, the, insanity <laughs> just to steal your word uh but just some crazy awesome stories deers and pigs the size yeah. of bears and blows my mind um guys there there's you can see in the show notes you can go find bailey give him a follow see just see some of this craziness firsthand and uh and man bailey thanks again for jumping on yeah thanks thanks for letting me be here man it's been a blast thanks so much for tuning in to hunting stories And if you want to stay up on what we're doing with the podcast or anything else going on with Late to the Game, go ahead and check us out at latetothegameoutdoors.com or give us a follow on Instagram at latetothegameoutdoors. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.